to episode seven of Stories of Strange Women. We're your hosts. I'm Tanya Hurley. And I'm Tracy Hurley Martin. And today we have the pleasure of welcoming punk pioneers, creators of Manic Panic Hair Dye, backup singers for Blondie, <laughs> Patti Smith, true legends, icons. Did I say punk pioneers? You did. Tish and Snooky. Members of the Sick Fucks. Yes, actually, they are members of the Sick Fox. <laughs> the original band. members, yeah. And uh, they're currently doing shows. Yes, they are. They, they, they do just did shows. their 40th. Yeah. At the Bowery. They're still doing it. So we go out it. there and see them. Color your hair with Manic Panic. And they're going to be performing. They're the real deal. They're going to be performing in Central Park in October um, for Mark Bullen's 70th. Very cool. Yeah, I think still they, the last time they did it, they sang backup for Patti Smith. I don't know who they're going to be singing backup for at this birthday celebration. But I'm but sure it'll be someone amazing. Yeah, uh, um, they, <laughs> they memorialize are... Mark Bolin. So um, I don't know who they're going to be singing backup for. But... Yeah, so so it was so great to get to talk to them. I and mean, it was a thrill of a lifetime. I um, got to tell them my hair dye story. Yes. <laughs> And how you walked into Manic Panic feeling like a diabetic in a candy store. Yes, that's how I... It was when sad I walked, When me. I walked into, yeah, their offices, that's how I felt. Heartbreaking. With all the... Yeah, because I'm allergic to hair dye. Deathly allergic to it. I used to color my hair with Manic Panic at the age of, what, 15 I started? I think you were 14. No, 15. You were? Yeah, and just every week was a different color. And in our s- small town, people didn't do that. So I was so thankful to them because they opened a whole door for us. A whole door. Yeah. You know, we were in a, then we were in a punk band and we just, it was, we, it was so important to us to be able to express ourselves in that way. And then, you know, the hair dye incident happened. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> where I look like the elephant man. Yeah. And still I'm trying to dye I my had, hair. I had illegally... Taken yes. a car. You got smacked in the face because yeah. you were hysterical. I took a car and was driving in the front seat. <laughs> so you were in the back. I don't know who else was in the front. I don't know. Someone from high school. And you said, Jamie oh, Spring. I have a pain in my head. Which you say quite often, yeah. let's be honest. Hypochondriac and, yeah. as well. And um, so, you know, I blew, I blew it off as I do. And um, I looked in the rearview mirror because you would not stop saying it. I couldn't even sit up. I was laying down yeah. during the day. Oh my, the horror. Yeah. What I you saw. I, I don't and know what happened <laughs> after that. I went flying. Mom smacked you in the I face. That's what happened. I got slapped across the face. Because you were hysterical. I, I don't know how I drove I home. Did I drive home? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know who on. was with us. I don't uh, remember. Uh, I just remember home. the warnings, never do this again, never do this again. And, the, and then, but they your gave Your nose me, was flat. I yeah. mean, your I face was elephant, swollen. I was elephant man. I was propped up on a pillow so my neck wouldn't break yeah. in the ER. Oh, Lord. Um, so then, yeah, that didn't stop me, though. No, um, they continued. Yeah, and I still do because they gave yeah. me hair dye during this interview. So I'm yeah. going to so, try that. Yeah. Um, stay that tuned, be... every listeners. <laughs> but it was really great to see them and to talk to them and talk about their influence that they've had. Um, they were, uh, you know, 
on the music scene, it was the Manic Panic store during the day. Mm-hmm. People would go to it, and at night they go to CBGB's. Mm-hmm. And how they brought all kinds of stuff and over how we from were talk- London. I mean, we weren't talking about this on mic, but how Pittsburgh had that. How we had, yeah. you know, this place called the Vam. I think every city does. Yeah, yeah we're, and we're, it, we was just, a, it was a it was hang a out. thrift store, and then yeah. we went to the Electric Banana. Yeah, you know, shows yeah, at night. Have a place to go during the day and then during the night. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, so so. It was just a real honor to talk yeah, to them. And, that, and everyone knew Manic Panic. And they had this fanzine that they put out, and they were really And how music everybody fans. now, how, how everybody, their influence, and how it's grown, and how everybody colors their hair now. Everybody has, you know, their hair tinted a certain color, and they started all this. Mm-hmm. So. But also, I wanted to bring up, sorry, but I I really want to bring up when we were talking about regrets at the end. Oh, yes. How? And I have to say this because it was off mic. Yeah. But they they were saying... A lot of things were off mic. uh, Yeah, a lot of things (laughs) were off mic, but how, you know, they were like, oh, we should have said, um, you know, Jean-Michel Basquiat, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how they, you know, they, they, they knew, you know, everyone came in. Yeah, Everybody their came store. into Manic Panic. Yeah. And he used to hang out there. Yeah. And he used to um, do graffiti on Manic Panic. And he did graffiti on their sign. And he did his uh, SAML graffiti with a copyright. And I don't know if it was I think Tish. it was Tish that came in that morning was scrubbing it. And like, how could they deface yeah, our sign? Him. Yeah, and she, <laughs> she wished she would have saved it. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, speaking of artists, they are true artists, and you'll love this interview. True. They're an institution yeah. in New York City and, and in the, on the punk scene. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Tish and Snooky. What were you in Vegas for? You were... It was a trade show. It was a trade show. Yeah. And you were there with... The B-52s. I, yes! Yeah. I saw you with Kate Pearson. Yeah. That's why. Because yeah. we used to do publicity for the B-52s and a whole bunch oh. of people. And I saw on Kate's Instagram or your Instagram, I'm not quite sure, but the Both picture with things. Kate. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they happened to be playing in Vegas at the same hotel where we were, where the mm-hmm. convention was. <laughs> wow, that's and luck. I had invited them to our anniversary because we knew them from like Maniversary. The <laughs> yeah, happy fortieth, right? For, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. And I guess the bees are forty too also, aren't they? Yeah. yeah because they yeah, they're the same they age. used to come to Manic Panic from Athens hang out at Manic Is that right? Yeah, yeah, so we knew them, and then I invited them, and Kate said, oh, I'm sorry, we'll miss your party. We're going to be in Vegas at House of Blues. And I said, well, so are we. We're Like oh the God, day the after our party, we had to leave in the morning for Vegas, and, oh. and they were playing, so it was perfect timing, and we got to catch up, and she came to the booth, and, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, we went to the show. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I mean, so... Okay, I'm going to tell you, when I was, I think, 15 or 16, we lived in a small town outside of Pittsburgh on the border of West Virginia, and I colored my hair with your, with with the violet for the first time. And we were shunned by the town. I mean, seriously mm-hmm. shunned. It was not a joke. Like, we had stuff thrown at us. We both, then she colored her hair, and we, it was a very difficult too. time. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it was a very difficult time for us, but your hair dye 
was everything to us. We had different colors like every week. It's how we expressed ourselves. It's how we let people know who we were, you know, in oh, a sense. Great. And it meant so much mm -hmm. to us. And that's why coming in here and meeting you and seeing your whole operation means a whole lot to us. Oh, and I know you. that our listeners as well. Um, do you ever think about what what you what you have done and how much it means to people and how people use it kind of as a a way to express themselves and live yes, authentically it's I guess so great and so cool and our mother was an art therapist and oh. I think that's where we got the whole color thing and and you know color is such great therapy mm -hmm. and, and she used color in therapy and and we kind of are too. We're yeah, following oh, our mother's footsteps. Mm -hmm. And we've had people write to us and tell us that they were like, you know, severely depressed. Oh, and yeah. Like all this, like, mm -hmm. you know, I think one girl was, wasn't she institutionalized or something? And, and she then she's suicidal. She's suicidal. Mm -hmm. And she said the only thing that made her happy was dying her no, hair. No, I can relate to that 100%. And it used it's to be. all we had in that little hometown that we. That's right, and it yeah. used to be only young people. Yeah. And now, I mean, we we had um, a customer who was in her 80s, and um, she lived up in Canada, and she felt invisible, and she dyed her hair purple. What was her name? Rose. Rose. She Rose. became known as Purple Rose. <laughs> and she dyed her hair purple, and all of a sudden she wasn't invisible anymore, and everybody wanted to, you know, do selfies with her. And yeah, I mean, I heard a story on WNYC. A caller called in an older lady, and she decided, she felt was feeling invisible. And she she mentioned your product. Oh, that's so And great. she said she colored her hair, and I forget what the color was. It was some amazing color. Um, and that she had gone through chemo, um, and she was feeling, you know, an older lady. She had been through this battle, and she was feeling unseen, and um, she had colored her hair, and it had changed her life. People yeah. were saying she looked yeah. amazing, and uh, it's so healing. Mm -hmm. It's when I went through chemo too, and I always had oh, wow. bright red hair. Mm -hmm. And um, then when my hair grew back after all the chemo and radiation, I felt like I needed to cool down. So then I went to cool colors, and it was like very healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like a, a, an aura, you know, where you are in your life. And, yeah. And it's something you can change without surgically doing anything to yeah. yourself and, and yeah. how you're expressing how you're feeling on the inside. And it's just a, an amazing transformation yeah. that you can do. And people are doing it now to be, you know... Everyone's feeling that. Everyone is, <laughs> yeah. How do you I feel about amazing that? Oh, we, we think it's... It's wonderful, you know, we, we just, uh, I guess, wish that, you know, we got more recognition for it, yeah. because now that all the big guys are in the game, and, right. and they are, it, there isn't one big company or medium or even small company that hasn't, like, you know, done a series of these type of colors, mm -hmm. and it, you know, it really, it should have been more our turn to shine and to, yeah, you know, I mean, but, but yeah. they have the bucks. Did you ever mm -hmm. have a big company like, I don't know, L'Oreal or someone come to you and want to 
buy you or they usually mm -hmm. prefer to rip you off yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna copy. say so they didn't want to just copy you and it's so easy nowadays yeah. to do it everybody's doing it and they can mm -hmm. just go online and find somebody to make it it's not yeah, a big deal it, it's not but, like we haven't had offers you know people mm -hmm. to buy our company but uh you know we didn't think they would be you know the right people yeah, it. it's our baby. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Baby. And there's so much integrity mm -hmm. yeah. behind it. I mean, mm -hmm. you as musicians and like your mother, you know, Manic Panic coming from, you know, your mother being a therapist and the name mm -hmm. coming from. I mean, it, it's all such a pure brand. It's a personal, personal, very personal, like artistic. hair color is personal. Yeah. Maybe. So I think that's why people don't know those other names. They know you, they know Manic Panic. Thank God. They know Tish and Snooky. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. They, they should, you know, know us every, every, because they grew up with us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever get approached by QVC to do... Or anyone like that? No. To do your own sort of time on the show and... Maybe a I, long we time did. ago we, we did, did, but we weren't ready for that. Yeah, we mm -hmm. weren't. We totally, totally weren't. weren't. I'm just thinking with the unicorn hair now and it crossing all ages. And yeah, that's true. Maybe now's the time. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So let's go back to the store on St. Mark's Place and um, tell us a little bit about what that time was like. Um, you know, who was around and why how you started the store and why you started the store being sisters yes we want to hear about the fighting <laughs> yeah. all the fights all the fighting door breaking yeah. but um no we we were doing um we were hanging out at max's and cdgb's and all the downtown places 82 club and we were in shows and we were in blondie and then we decided. You were, you were in Blondie. You were backup, backup singers. singers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Blondie, yeah. and then we uh, had our. We were in a band called the Sick Fucks, which we're still in. We just got a T-shirt. Oh, good. The Sick Fucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, For but everybody liked the way um, we dressed on and off stage. So everybody would ask us about it, and you know, oh, where did you get that? And, you know, and I remember a girl coming to the clubs in my like signature outfit. Do you remember that girl? No. I was I was just so annoyed. She just copied my whole entire outfit. You know, like these mm -hmm. black leather pants and this certain type of striped shirt and I had a little this and that and she just copied the whole outfit. It was like really weird. So anyway we decided mm -hmm. we would uh, open a shop with our friend Gina who uh, lived on 2nd Avenue and sometimes we would do loft sales in her house and mm -hmm. make stuff and bring stuff from thrift shops that we had, you know, bought and never wore or whatever. And we just decided we would be retailers. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could kind of do that back then. You could. You could. Rents were way lower. No, it, it was like, like this now. bombed out, deserted neighborhood at the time. Nobody wanted to be there. It was really scary, mm -hmm. but really fun. And, you know, it was, like, cheap enough for artists to be artists. And, you know, we were able to open a store. The rent was only $250 a month. Wow. And um, <laughs> we each chipped in that amount, 250 mm -hmm. each. And Gina, But it was a lot back then for you, was, right? It was for us. To, yeah, you had to get that rent money. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we were living at home with our mothers, so we didn't have to pay that kind mm -hmm. of rent. 
at the time. That's good. So we could just like open a store and then invest all our money back into the store and stock and you know fabric. So did to you did you when did you start I don't want to jump the gun here, but when did you start doing your own thing? Like the hair color and the how did that start? How did the hair color start? Well it started because in the store we were mm -hmm. selling just everything and anything we loved from cosmetics and hair color which mm -hmm. we imported at the time mm -hmm. to accessories and shoes and it was the first punk store in America so you were and curating more than mm -hmm. manufacturing oh yeah we, yeah. we yeah. could hardly make our rent never mind manufacture right. something yeah. manufacturing yeah. you would, would make, be make dresses a dress and stuff mm -hmm. and you, you know she knit sweaters and I knit sweaters <laughs> and Tish made yeah. dresses so that was our light manufacturing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we had the sewing machine in the back yeah. and Tish would make cool. stuff to order Sometimes. So it was like, you know, very minimal. And but the, our, what we got known for was our hair color and cosmetics, because mm -hmm. we were the only women store owners on the block, and we knew beauty products better than any of the men competitors. And on we the, were the only performers on the yeah, block. Yeah, that's right. The other wow. stores were just and business so people. Uh -huh. We knew what we would love and what people like us would love. We were on both sides of the fence. Yeah. yeah. Wow, and, and they the the competition kept, uh, you know, after a bunch of other stores opened, uh, they would send their employees in to buy stuff, and then when we went back to buy more, they'd say, "Oh, we're sorry, we have an exclusive with the guy down the block from you," and we're like, "What? <laughs> well, we found you first, and we introduced you to America." Didn't matter. Uh, Kicked us to the curb. But the one thing we held on to, and. Um, was the, the hair color and the cosmetics because yeah. we just knew it better than them and we could sell it easier. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it was like very mm. cutthroat. Very oh, it was yeah. then and it's even it's worse now. now. Right? It's worse now because like, now we're dealing with even bigger people. Oh, mm -hmm. really? I mean, you know, the biggest Bill, in the Multi-billion dollar companies mm -hmm. we're going up against. and. Yeah. We're still a mom but, and mom operation, so yeah. it's I mean, I know, easy. I know they sold out uh, fairly recently, but until like a few years ago, Estee Lauder held their heads above water with all the competition that, you know, was mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. big. They never sold out. They were a family-owned business mm -hmm. up until a few years ago. So, so we're trying yeah. to follow in Oh, I didn't know that they sold... That, yeah, I that's, what we heard. that's what we heard, that they recently sold, like uh. maybe in the past year or two. Wow. Mm -hmm. So how it's do you hard. stay? How do you, what's what's the secret to your longevity? Is it your fan base or what I your product? I know what your product is. It's amazing. Loyalty. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I think it's like I'm, nobody has a better quality product than we do. We have the best quality. It's been we've, 40 years in the perfecting. We're that's always right. perfecting mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And we've always been vegan. We've always been cruelty free. And uh, I, I think people appreciate that, and mm -hmm. then it's it's the um, no, it's I the love. Yeah, it's the love that keeps it together. <laughs> no, no, you you're, you because live it. You live you know, the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah it's your. It, this do. is who you are, and it, it shows. Is. We're not just you're not just in yeah. on some trend and right. yeah. jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. We blazed the trail for everybody. You did. And made it safe. You pioneered. For 
We did. All of it. I yes. need to blow her yeah. No, but you need to blow okay. away. We're gonna we're gonna blow your Trouble horn in the intro, believe me. Thank you. <laughs> so growing up you grew up in All over the place. All over. Manhattan, Queens, the Bronx. Upstate. Upstate. And, and your your sisters, do you have any other siblings? We do well, now. Yeah, we <laughs> we didn't, but we, we do didn't now. grow up with them. But um, about when was it? Like maybe seventeen years ago, we found our father who had deserted us almost, when we were almost kids. Almost twenty, almost twenty oh, years yeah. ago. And so Ryan was just yeah, they were just babies. And he was alive and well and living in Argentina, where he was from. Mm -hmm. And um, so we reconnected with him and he had four kids from his second marriage and they were half our age mm -hmm. but they were really nice really cool mm -hmm. and they're so like us they're really resilient and you know they've been up and down and you know been through stuff but you know they're and they're in Argentina nature. well two. two of them are and two of them are in Florida okay where our father lives now when we after we met him we ended up bringing him to New York and giving him a job. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And he was in his 80s already. <laughs> that is but so But he's amazing. amazing. He's going to be 95. And, you know, he still is, wants to work. And, you know, he was in he, his 80s. Wait, he's going to be 95? And yeah. He's still, like, you know, like, you know, thinking of all these new opportunities and you know, yeah, like he's always scheming. Do. And what does he say about your hair color? Oh, he, he, he loves, loves it. it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, the, when we first met, he must him, be so proud. Yeah, I he mean, is. can you imagine? No, just waking up and saying, "I have two sisters, and it's Tish and Snooky." Like <laughs> that long, daughters. long yeah. lost, right? Sisters. Daughters. No, their dad, right? Yeah. Has yeah. kids. No, but it's their dad that's working. No, I know. I'm talking about something else. I just yeah. jumped the gun yeah. without finding yeah. out that See, your we're siblings. twins, yeah. and we don't even communicate with words. <laughs> right. So oh, we're yeah, having yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Anyway. So go, go ahead. I'm also, just floored. We had, we had found him when we talked to him on the phone, and then we um, there was like a really cheap flight to Buenos Aires for the weekend, and we went, we decided to go and meet our father Good for after like 40 well, years. That that like the most were you tense inside. It was really what if it's not really him? Or, you know, it's like what, somebody, yeah. like, what if he doesn't like us? And what yeah. if his kids hate us? And, what if they're yeah. better looking than us? Yeah. <laughs> Everything. You know, yeah. yeah. It was like all this stuff. But we we wanted to and when, see And how him. long ago was this? Was, I'm sorry. This was almost like 18 years, maybe 18 yeah. to 20 years ago. Okay. So yeah. you got on a plane. But we hadn't seen him for 40 years. We got on a plane and, and we got off and, you know, he's there at the airport with one of our half-brothers. And with a sign, and there was like no doubt in our mind it was our oh. father. He, you know, we're in the cab going from the airport to his apartment, and he said, "Well, we're going to my apartment for a little lunch, and um, I hope you brought some samples because I've made a business appointment for you." And he had a <laughs> made us an appointment at this fancy salon in Buenos Aires, uh -huh. and he was like there selling our line like he, you know, invented it himself. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought, yes, this is our father. Yeah. This, this is, is blood. so yeah. our father. And we and really, then, yeah, we yeah. got that kind of uh, selling thing from him. We did. Because yeah. our mother was nothing like that. She was an artist. Yeah. You know? She was 
Well, you got you got both of them here. You got the business yeah. side and the art side, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we did. got that business yeah. side from him, and you know, mixed in with her frugal side because we weren't. Uh, he, you know, he always likes to do things big, and we're like, oh no, we'll start out small, mm -hmm. we'll just keep growing. And the Scottish yeah. side yeah, that takes over. Yeah. It's like it, very practical and determined, and like plodding along. So different the two sides. Yeah. Wow, and so mm -hmm. you so, so you grew up with your mom basically mm -hmm. yeah. here. And why did you, why were you moving around so much? I guess when he left, probably I mean, like avoiding creditors because you yeah. know we. I was thinking about it. we moved like eight times when we mm -hmm. were kids, so they're probably like running from the landlord or something. Yeah, and was it just your mom raising so? you? Well, at, at the beginning, he was there for the first few years of our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I was five and you were seven, he left. And um, but we moved. That's like, when our dad left when we were seven. Mm -hmm. Isn't that funny. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, uh, but we lived since you were born. There and before he left, weren't we in like three to three or four different places? Yeah, and then yeah. we were in Mayo Pack. I know our mother never left any debts. She she didn't. No, no, she didn't, she didn't do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All debts must be. So paid. is that where you yeah. learned to you know, sew and you know sort of. Our mother had a sewing machine, and I just started using it when I I think I was maybe in kindergarten or something. Mm -hmm. I remember wow. using the sewing machine. Tish she just was like, loved wow. to design. So the art. And I designed little clothes for our trolls, trolls. Our little <laughs> troll dolls, with the hair color. Yeah. yeah, and that was another reason we liked colored hair, I think, was because of trolls. Uh -huh. And I had a little ballerina doll that had green hair. I don't know how, it must have been on sale, and one of the relatives gave me this like little green ballerina doll, and it, she had like a mermaid? green hair. Like, kind of like a... Like a seafoam green hair. Yeah, it was really she wasn't a mermaid. She was a ballerina. Kind of, oh. It was kind of similar, a little greener and than And her this. feet were like pointy. Yeah, like she didn't have to like, you they by were a witch. Maybe. <laughs> maybe my grandmother. Well, she was a witch. I think it was from my grandmother. But it was probably, it was like such a weird toy that I'm, I'm thinking it was like something like that they made by mistake and they had to get rid of it. And you were to have She had it. little pointy feet and with like little ballet slippers and you could move her legs like this. <laughs> Do you still have her? No, I oh. wish. Oh my God, if I had that doll. Maybe we'll Maybe uncover we'll her. Find her yeah. Yeah. If anyone out there has this doll, please. <laughs> yeah. Please let us know. <laughs> Return to its rightful owner, That's please. That's right. Yes, please. So, I mean, growing up really with a single mother. Yeah informs I think a business sense and a survival survival right yeah. it totally does. survival it really does we we got um, hand-me-downs and they were like I mean some of them were like really bad like I remember in the 60s when you know Twiggy was mm -hmm. huge and everybody's wearing you know mini skirts and stuff uh, we would get these like Outfits like from the fifties, old fashioned like shirt waist like, dresses, shirt waist dresses, <laughs> and like oh, I'm not putting that on. And um, like I, I remember getting like uh, a a suit, but the skirt was like kind of nice. It was like, but it was like you know over the knees. Mm -hmm. It was like way long, and it was made out of this white 
kind of brocade fabric, really um, kind of like something you'd wear to a wedding or something. Mm -hmm. But I remember cutting it up and making it into this mini skirt and thinking I was really cool because I had a mini skirt, you know, but I sewed <laughs> yeah. it up. And I think you could see, like, you know, the stitches were in, like, black or red or something. <laughs> like that. Yeah, you that's know, cool. I didn't think so, and, and, and my mother had bought me these horrible, um, you know, like navy blue, like Catholic schoolgirl Oxfords. We weren't Catholic, but I guess our father was, but we weren't. But um, if they were so ugly that I didn't wear them, I think I wore them one day, and that was it. And then for the rest of the year, I wore sneakers, mm -hmm. like my, whatever I had, was bought for me for gym, like these little mm -hmm. white sneakers. And I remember wearing them all winter, through the snow, everything. I would not put on those Oxfords. So you were, <laughs> yeah. I, I had definite ideas about fashion since the beginning, and there, I wouldn't wear brown. I thought it was for boys or gray when I was a little tiny kid. Mm -hmm. And I would scream if they tried to put me in this like little gray suit that was probably really cute mm -hmm. when I think of it now. But I would scream so badly that they couldn't get me in it, you know, and I, I would... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and then one time my mother paid me 25 cents to put on some brown pants and wear them in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it was like getting $20 or something, I think. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so, were you always very close growing up? And, I mean, you, you built because a life moved, together, we really. We so many times. Yeah. Yeah. And so I every time we moved, we had to get make new friends. So mm -hmm. a lot of the time, you just know. Just more convenient just... to band yeah. together, right? Yeah. When, we when our father first was, like, totally gone, when we moved up to, with our mother to her parents' house, you know, there, there weren't any kids around, really. And we would just, like, all that summer, we stayed up in the attic drawing and we drew these like comic series more art therapy yeah yes. and, and that's and our mother would try to get it was like up in the country it was really nice there was mm -hmm. a lake we could have gone yeah, we were swimming right on the lake. we could have like gone bike riding <laughs> she was trying to get us to leave the house go out mm -hmm. in the fresh air and sunshine stop and, doing and, art and, but we would we wouldn't leave we were just drawing wow <laughs> playing with glitter too yeah. 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 And so you decided. When did you get into music? When did you start singing? Well, we were Since always we were little kids. We, we were always, always entertaining, singing together, and making our mother watch our shows. And we then sometimes I bet they were something. Too. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I bet there were outfits and everything. Oh, were, yeah. yeah. It's always spangly. Whatever we could find, anything like you know, if there was like I remember an old sequin hat that kind of came apart a little bit and we made it into some outfit and oh we so <laughs> just like wanted to be nightclub singers that was our like, mother was mortified yeah, yeah. She, was like, she knew it didn't come from her side of the family it was yeah. that argentine side <laughs> oh, yeah. father putting on the oh, lampshade yeah. and <laughs> loving to sing and dance and yeah. put on a show and what? then our cousin got us into it even more yeah. that we started getting a bigger audience because Every Christmas, like there'd be a ton of people at our Aunt Maddie and Uncle Andrew's house, and our cousin would take us in the other room and prep us and rehearse us <laughs> to put on shows. And we would, wow, like, you know, serious. We would yeah. lip sync to the Supremes and stuff, and do these <laughs> dances, and then do our kick lines, and they'd all have to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> so when you um, first got out on your own and. Were you you were backup singers before you had the store, right? Yeah. 
-hmm. And how did you get into professionally? Did you know Debbie Harry? Getting gigs. Yeah, how did that start? It was all very organic, and the scene was so small that most people knew everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were in a show called the Palm Casino Review, which was um, this kind of underground... what would you put it? Not burlesque. Like a vaudeville, vaudeville show. A vaudeville kind of. show. It was at the like Lane Theater. Vaudeville. Mm-hmm. It was like across from CBGB. And it was an actual little little old like vaudeville theater. house. Wow. And uh, it was really cool. And it was this wacky show and with all different acts and mostly drag queens. Yeah. And and we had we know, knew some people in the show and they said, Oh, do you want to be in this show? They need Moonbeams. We were. We started out as moonbeams. It was like our mother's <laughs> biggest nightmare. We were show. We were showgirls, <laughs> and you know. But we we just like went to 14th Street and and found all these old glittery pairs of pantyhose and made them into our moonbeam costumes because you had to bring your own costume. Mm-hmm. So we made these like little costumes. We'll show you the picture. Oh, yeah. And um, so we were at, in the big production number at the end as moonbeams and like sort of like Busby Berkeley showgirls but like you know a really poor man's <laughs> showgirls. Right, yeah. The best kind. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, we were, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we were missing everybody was a different cheese, right? Oh yeah. We were different cheeses. They'd introduce us, you know, Miss Mozzarella and Miss Oh different cheeses. I was, yeah. I think I was that's sexy. It was like supposed so to sexy. be the moonbeams, so we're like the moon is made out of cheese. So oh, we were what? all different that's cheeses. That's a little bit of a stretch. Somehow. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. You know, we yeah, didn't say like it. it was quality. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's but, odd though. <laughs> yeah, I think I was Miss American cheese. Oh, do you remember I think I cheese? Was Miss Swiss. Swiss. You were oh. Swiss. Swiss. And they had a little saying for each moonbeam. Yeah. So then Debbie and Chris from Blondie saw us mm-hmm. in this show, and our friend Gorilla Rose and Tomato Du Plenty, they were telling Chris and Debbie about us and that we were singers. Because mm-hmm. we ended up like putting a little song in the show, too. We, mm-hmm. we, Insinuate or Made the roles your own. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, they asked us to come to their rehearsal and sing with them. And so we did. Mm -hmm. And then we were in the band. It was that easy back then, you know. So what was it like being in... And you were playing, then you moved across the street to CBGB's. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had been going there because uh, the drummer from the Palm Casino Review was in a band called Leather Secrets that no one ever talks about, no one's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were the first band I knew of that played there. I never, I didn't, I thought television came later. But everybody mm-hmm. says television was the first band to play. But I remember Leather Secrets playing and also the Magic Tramps mm-hmm. the, Eric Emerson, who was one of the Andy Warhol. So we would run across the street from the Bowery Lane Theater to CBGB in the middle of, they had like two shows a night. Mm -hmm. So between shows we'd run across the Bowery in our skimpy little outfits with these big platinum blonde wigs. And stopping traffic, of course. Uh-huh. Sure, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Mother's worst nightmare. And then, you know, we'd do like a guest appearance with Eric Emerson at CBGB and then mm-hmm. run back across to the Bowery Lane Theater. 
for a second show that's night. Right. Right. Wow. Let me go see the. What ex how exciting! Right? It was such an exciting, fun time. Mm -hmm. It was so like dirty and gritty and yeah. scary down there. It's like and yeah. Berlin, World yeah. War Two Berlin, bombed out buildings, you know, like totally, really, you cool. know, all all these abandoned buildings and, you know. You've seen a lot down there. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my God! And now it's so expensive there with those yeah. hotels know, and it's restaurants. Gross. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but so 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 when you started with Blondie, did you? I mean, were you friends with Debbie? Did you become friends with Debbie Harry? Yeah. And then did you do her hair? I mean, did you? No, she was style actually. Her a little? I think she had actually gone to beauty school. Oh, so and she she styled me. She like did my I, eyebrows and you know gave makeup tips and she really knew about hair and makeup mm -hmm. more much yeah. more than I ever. Oh yeah, did. she mm -hmm. was she was really um, you know more experienced in in that. Than in fact, she told us that she even um, colored her blonde bouffant with um, food pink. dye. Food coloring, like did a pastel pink. Yeah, it was kind of a thing people did in high school. She was like a little bit older than us, and, and you know they would do that. Mm -hmm. And Kool Aid, I think Kool Aid. Yeah, that right? came yeah. later. Yeah, like the, the Kool Aid thing. Seventies, right? right? The, yeah, or late seventies or eighties. Yeah, eighties probably. Kool Aid craze. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. I mean, did you did you cross paths with Warhol? Because I I could imagine him falling in love with you two. <laughs> We never really, um, we didn't hang out with him, that's for sure. He was at the clubs the same time we mm -hmm. were, and uh, we knew a lot of Warhol people. Like, you know, we used to sing with Eric Emerson. Mm -hmm. um, Jackie Curtis was a friend, and, well, oh, Holly Woodlawn, we were in her movie. Yeah. <laughs> so. She recently passed. Yeah. 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 yeah, so um, so what was the scene like? I mean, you knew the Ramones, I take it, right? Everybody yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. in we were, the St. We were their first female fans. We were. Yeah. We were. We would stand on the side of the stage, and we just loved them immediately. Yeah, uh -huh. we were always standing, dancing to, you know, yeah. the Ramones, and, and there we, were, like, nobody in the club. <laughs> I cannot so, imagine. So, so people knew you then. They knew... They knew of you. You were the scene. Yeah, we were. You were the scene, right? You're part yeah. of the scene. Oh, a yeah. big part of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We mm -hmm. were. We were uh, more. You know, like way more active in the scene than we were. Uh, you know, in fashion or anything at that. You know, in the, in the early days. And mm -hmm. then, then we opened the store. Mm -hmm. But we were. And then the that became first. a scene. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It was manic I can imagine during the day and CBGB at night. That was the scene. Yeah. I'm just tired Maybe. thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, so I bet people made pilgrimages, right? To yes, from they did. all the over B to the stores came from oh, Athens right. to shop at Manic Panic. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and everybody came in. The romantics, like any all band the that bands was in town. In those days. Mm -hmm. And then when word spread that there was this, you know, punk store. More and more people started coming. It was all word of mouth, and you know we got so much publicity because we were the first store of its kind in America, first punk store, mm -hmm. that you know all these TV stations and radio and newspapers and magazines all covered us. We looked huge. We looked like we had this huge operation going. <laughs> we had and it was hardly like, anything to sell on the racks. <laughs> you know, just like really sparse. And yeah, just what we you had knitted. No money. <laughs> I mean, we just kept re. You know, mm -hmm. investing back into the business, mm -hmm. oh, you know, for years. So, and would people, like, drive, you know, come there and just hang out all day, and you would 
you know. People would, and like runaways would come, and mm. you know. I, and the runaways. <laughs> and the runaways. <laughs> but runaway kids with their luggage. and they uh, ask Can we they leave could... our suitcase here? Mm -hmm. we didn't and then know. the parents would be calling us. Oh, my, I, my daughter wrote in her diary that she was going to be working at Manic Panic. And we're like, running away from home and getting a job at Manic Panic. Like, well, oh, well, well. She, she doesn't work here. We don't have any employees. And it's just us. <laughs> but, I, I mean, we didn't, you know, it was hard. Like, you know, we didn't. Want to rat them out, but you know. You wanted to be cool. Right? Now I, now I feel like you know I would, oh, you know, rat them out mother. in a minute. You yeah. know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. back then, you know, remember Darvon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little boy name. I mean, everybody had stupid names back. Yeah. Then. Some kid came in who ran away, and his name was Darvon. So he so, called himself. Yeah. Did he? Did he get a job with you guys, no. or no. no? He just hung out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hung so, out with excessive. Yeah. <laughs> Outside smoking pot or something. Yeah. <laughs> so how long did you have that location in St. Twelve Marks? years. Yeah. Twelve years. And mm -hmm. so you had to leave because rents, I'm guessing? Yeah. The landlord yeah. Um, was, he said he wanted to uh, re redo the building and, you know, fix it up mm -hmm. and then... Um, you know, he knew we couldn't afford to move back in, but we could move back in upstairs at yeah, a reasonable cause, rent. Cause mm -hmm. I, I had suggested that to him because there were only two storefronts, mm -hmm. ours and the Gypsies, and then it turned into the Sock Man. But um, <laughs> the, the two upstairs apartments were originally storefronts or business fronts, and the st stairway would go up to that level. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so I, I said to him, I, I mean, I gave him the idea. I said, mm -hmm. why don't you make, you know, put the old staircase back in and rent us upstairs at a cheap rent? Mm -hmm. So he said, that's a great idea. I mean, I was making him a lot more money because mm -hmm. he could do the two bottom ones for more and then have two top ones. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, the rent in the store would be higher than somebody's, at that point, more than somebody's apartment. Mm -hmm. yeah. So... Um, he liked my idea and said we could move back in and it would take about three months. I think a year went by. Yeah, he kept us waiting a year. We had everything in storage in this basement. So you didn't work you didn't sell anything or anything for that well, year? We had started wholesaling the hair color. Okay. Luckily for us. Thank you God. know. Yeah. People yeah. started like knowing us for the hair color and others mm -hmm. businesses wanted to mm -hmm. carry it. So that's how our wholesale business began. So we were wholesaling out of my boyfriend's studio apartment. In yeah, and we were wholesaling building. it at the, the store before that, too, yeah. though, mm -hmm. for, for years and years, but not as much. So but, then, yeah, yeah, so we were wholesaling, and mm -hmm. we had hair color up to the ceiling, and it was this one tiny room. And <laughs> Tish and I were, you know, just answering the phone and taking the orders and mm -hmm. packing the orders and then rolling the boxes down the stairs and oh driving them up to UPS right before they closed. And we did that for a year. Finding mm -hmm. boxes on the way so I could yeah. pack in the back seat. Uh -oh. uh, I mean, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> Probably shipping them New York roaches while we're yeah. our hair dyes. Spreading the love. Yeah, yeah, you want the experience? Here it is. <laughs> yeah. The punk experience. It was. So, so getting back to the hair color, um, what 
what how did that start i mean how did this praise how did it start well these colors have been around since the 1950s and um we started going on trips to england when we first opened the store with our mm -hmm. partner gina and um we would like bring all this stuff that we had here that they couldn't get over there, like vintage sunglasses and whatever we mm -hmm. got. So we'd bring that over there and sell it, and then we'd buy stuff that they had there that mm -hmm. we didn't have in America, and bring that back and sell it. And mm -hmm. so we brought back tons of hair color, and beetle boots, and all kinds of like designs from like oh Vivian Westwood's store. We would go and buy T-shirts from her. Oh and, wow! And was it still the sex shop? Was or was it the seditionary? It was called. Oh, I think it was called Sex. But she was so cool, and she said, "Oh, if you want me to make the invoice lower so that you don't have to pay all that tax on it, mm -hmm. you know, I'll, you know, do a dummy invoice." And I thought, "Oh, she's so cool." How <laughs> <laughs> did anyone else sell her stuff here? Before? I mean, were you bring you were bringing it back? Did anybody yeah. else have her stuff here? I don't know. It was because they were on. You were on the scene. You yeah. knew what wasn't available here. Yeah. And yeah. What you had to offer. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that's pretty cool. I mean, they yeah. identified yeah. the market. Here. And yeah. she had these really outrageous T-shirts, you know, <laughs> pornographic yeah. kind of, you know, funny. Yeah. And so, I wish. I had kept one for Me myself. Too. <laughs> I think I have, I might have one or two. I might. So, so, you, the hair so color, you, you're really responsible for the look, uh, right, that people had maybe? I mean, Malcolm McLaren yeah. in London and you here kind of, like, you know, that kind of you're bringing back Vivian Westwood, you're, you know, the the hair color and things. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, and we're people... making our own, uh, you know, fashions. Yeah. So it was... You know, we yeah, we and you're designing a, a too, and, yeah. and singing, and singing, yeah, tap dancing a little. Yeah. <laughs> are you Moonbeam. still are you still performing? Moonbeams, yes. yeah, as Moonbeams. You are <laughs> as a sick fox. Oh yeah, and we're also in a band called Blue Coop. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the original bass player from Alice Cooper and uh, two of the original members of Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, so. and where do you do play around the city and stuff? Yeah. regularly. Yeah, and sometimes uh, we've played with Blue Coop in England, and yeah, had some good gigs out of town here too. Like we opened for Alice Cooper because they're still <laughs> yeah. friends. We with played at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, oh. Wow. which is really cool. Yeah, and we you belong in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. Seriously, <laughs> well, you got banged by Debbie it. Harry. Yeah, I know that she was the nicest when they were inducted that in two thousand six. Yeah. You yeah how, what, what did that feel like? Did you feel like overwhelmed? Oh, please! It was I mean, so I just great. have never, I I never would have expected it in a million years. It was it was such mm -hmm. a great, what a wonderful treat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and well earned. Oh, thank well you. Well deserved. Yeah, yeah, well deserved. Thanks. And we, we do the Irish Rock Review every year. And, uh, oh, and in October we're doing this big Mark Boland tribute because it would oh, have been his seventieth yeah. birthday. Mm -hmm. So it's a big tribute. We did it, Where I will guess, that be? 10 years ago. It's So far it's at City Winery. They were talking about doing it at Town Hall, but okay. so far it's two nights at City Winery, October 22nd and 23rd. Okay. Well, last time we did it, it was um, in the park, in Central Cent Park. In Central Park, in the, what's that it's theater, theater called, the, that outdoor theater. Is it part of Joe's Pub or something? Or, or? I don't 
public theater? I guess it's a public theater. It's a but big, it's a Delaport. Oh, the Del That's what, is Delaport. Is it the Delaport? I think. Oh, I don't know. I think. But <laughs> it's, you know, not 1,400 people. Yeah. And it was a beautiful night under the moon. And, you oh, know, they magical. had, like, Patti Smith sang and we sang back well, she must she must you must know her right oh I mean, yeah yeah you, know. oh, you sang back up during the mark Bolin. yeah yeah and we're doing it again 10 years later at so this great one. yeah we got to back up patty smith and moby and um, oh you were you backed her up yeah, cool. yeah mark in the park yeah she wow. sang Children of the Revolution. Yeah. Oh, we need you really now. Cool. <laughs> yeah. We need your children now. Yes. Yeah, so um, so you sell your hair color in over 40 countries, is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a global operation. That's we right. can't believe Expanding. It. global. Yes. And it's yeah. just, a, a lot of it is because we just love to travel. So um, we had a, a business advisor who kept saying to us, Oh, you know, you have to, there's enough business here in the United States. You have to establish that first, and that. we're like, yeah. stick with domestic. <laughs> don't you don't know anything about international? Mm -hmm. We're like, he said, no, we want to do international. We mm -hmm. we want to go to Cosmoprof and you know, we yeah. go to Bologna. And yeah. <laughs> we were so right because after 9/11, the American market really went down. People didn't mm -hmm. feel like coloring their hair. Right. Yeah. And yeah. luckily, we had started our international business and. It saved us. It really did, yeah. So you kind of just learn by doing. We do. Yeah, whatever you want to do, you instinct. kind of work it out, right? Yeah, we figure it out. It's not rocket science, and you know. Well, it is to most it is people. To, yeah, I mean, not to you, but, but a lot of people don't sell in forty countries. So I, I think so much of it in in business, you know, you could go to school for twenty years and. I think what it all boils down to is practicality and creative thinking, you know, like mm -hmm. can't get in the yeah. front door, well there's a window, there's a back door, there's a, mm -hmm. another way to do it, you don't have to do it the way everybody else does it, and okay, we can't afford that, but we can do this, or we can fudge it so it looks like that, or, mm -hmm. you know, make something look more expensive than it is, or whatever. Yeah, you know? there's there's yeah, so many ways. That same consultant was telling us, well, you you have to like you know get ship all your stuff, the samples from all everything for trade shows. You have to do it this way, but the shipping coming. We said, well, we're not doing that. We'll just put it all in our suitcases. Yeah, and, carry it. <laughs> and <laughs> we did, and mm. so we saved. You know, we didn't yeah, have we money to pay. Oh my God, for shipping, paying uh -huh. a shipper. <laughs> I mean, I remember doing it once just because there was like such a oh, thing shipping. about hazmat, like with the nail polish, just shipping a dozen nail polishes, which I could legally bring in my suitcase, mm -hmm. and he made us do it the legal way, and it cost like, you know, $200 or something for like, I don't know, 24 nail polishes or some crazy. Well, how do you afford it today? I mean, shipping today is insane. Right? Well, we make some of our product in the EU now. Okay, so, so you okay. have posts. So that we can yeah. say. Yeah. Because the EU has different regulations for ingredients, too. Mm -hmm. So the American oh. form, we have, we have some made here mm -hmm. for America, yeah. and mm -hmm. then uh, some made in Europe and mm -hmm. the UK for over there. there. Wow. And it's a lot of <laughs> yeah. logistics and. 
you know. So did you ever do you ever consider writing a book together? Yeah. Yeah. We, we were actually asked by a few different companies and we just couldn't get it together to um, you know, start because we had so many projects. Now that the fortieth mm -hmm. is kind of almost over, you know, mm -hmm. then we'll be able to focus more on stuff like that and doing Because that's an incredible Yeah, that's an incredible you are an incredible story. Both of you, and I'd love to see. I I know I'd love to see a movie of you and a book and everything. I mean, really, that's Thank how you. you and an hour on QVC. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I just really. Yeah. I mean, you deserve it. Yeah, I think Thank the book you. will be the the way you get in there. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I, yeah. I write books, so that's why oh. I'm pushing you toward that. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of book? But yeah, um, for for teenagers now, yeah, young adult, cool. yeah. So, um, so <laughs> I'm just I, I can't process it all. Yeah. Do you nap? <laughs> I did yesterday. I wrote, I laid down. I, I breaking felt like news. Really, <laughs> really weird yesterday. I don't know what it was. The we weather, the weather or something. But I said to yeah. Snooky, I said. I feel really weird. I've got to lie down, and I set my clock for ten minutes, and I lay down. Ten, ten minutes. minutes. Then I felt better. Ten minutes. It's very wow. refreshing. Oh my God, ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but usually we're just like working while we're eating, and you know. Do you like that? I mean, do you? Is you, that how you want to? No. No. <laughs> no. It would be so nice to mm -hmm. have lunch. out for lunch, yeah. like just stop and sit down and mm -hmm. eat like normal people. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our goal. Yeah, one of our goals. Yeah, yeah. We used to do it more when we were on St. Mark's because friends would come in and then we would tag team. We would mm -hmm. go to yeah. Mogador oh, and yeah. then uh, one of us would go first, and then the other, then they'd come back, and the other one would go over. Is it mm -hmm. that there's so many decisions that need to be made constantly that it has to be one of you? Yeah, it's. Yeah. We're trying to find more middle management so that yeah. they can take the pressure off because right now, it, if we're not involved in everything, it's not a good stuff falls to, to yeah, the cracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some like huge mistake or drama. No one's going to care the way you do. Yeah, right? and yeah. no one's going to like stop disasters, mm -hmm. you know, if they've started to snowball. Yeah. No one else is going to... They don't even like to tell us. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, They're there was like it. some, like a few years ago, they had sent a shipment to the 20, Ivory Coast, $20,000, and, um, you know, it was like fake. It was it, pretty obvious. It was, it was a credit card scam. Mm -hmm. and um, So then three months later the credit card company um, is, you know, telling us, a, you know, giving us a charge back. I mean it was like literally like three months or something. Yeah, and, and the people at here were like ready to ship their next order. We said, you know, why didn't anybody tell us about this? Why didn't anybody tell us you're shipping to Ivory Coast? Who's going to want $20,000 worth of Manic hair color <laughs> there? Nobody wow. thought of that. So, oh, it was oh, such a drama. Oh, my God. Yeah, so after stuff, yeah, after that, I could yeah. see. So, I, not going all, to the, all the business people say, oh, you have to let everybody make mistakes or they never learn. Yeah. Not on my dime. Yeah, not when it costs me $20,000. Not a $20,000. I'll make that decision, yeah. thanks, with my money. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so, okay, yeah. so we, we asked all of our guests um, what their strangest story is. And seeing that you were in the, on the scene with all these incredible people, can you think of anything that you can't, you know, you can't believe you were there to witness or that happened to you or... Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe... Well, I mean, there's a few funny things, but uh, one of the things... <laughs> you'll like this as a writer. Yeah. So we used to write for... Um, was it the New York Rocker or something? Oh, yeah. So once in a while we'd write a, a, column. a column in the, in the New York Rocker. <laughs> and what year was this? Yeah, uh, right. I don't know, maybe... 78? What year did... Was the whole Sid and Nancy thing? That was the 70s, right? Late 70s. 79, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, mm -hmm. so whatever year that whole thing happened with Nancy getting stabbed and all that. Okay, so that's that's the year. Mm -hmm. So we had an appointment to meet up with Sid and Nancy at the Chelsea to interview them for New York Rocker. We were doing our article on sex and the single forkhead. <laughs> and so we, were, we interviewed Joey Ramone and Actually, Lester, Lester Bangs. Bangs helped us oh, yeah. interview Joey because Joey was so... And we, we interviewed Billy Idol. We talked mm -hmm. to like all these you know, rockers, and asking them sex questions and <laughs> about oh, their yeah. sex lives. So, so was it that article that So we Lester had to yeah. kind of keep Joey on track or what? Yeah, because Joey was really shy. So, <laughs> yeah. And so Start talking about, about sex. sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Lester, like, took him for a walk around the block with our mother's little tape recorder. Yeah. And one of those with the cassette in it. Yeah. yeah. You have yeah. to find that cassette. <gasps> oh, my God. You have to find it. So we have a to-do list <laughs> looking for things. That's the right. ballerina, we do. We the cassette, the and Westwood t-shirts. The sex tape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sex tape. You have a tissue and you have a sex tape. That's yeah. right. So we were supposed to interview Sid and Nancy. So we go to the Chelsea. Because we knew them, and you know, they'd come in the store, and mm -hmm. we knew her from before she met yeah, Sid. Yeah, from Maxis, I guess. Mm -hmm. and so we're at the Chelsea waiting and waiting, and they're not there. So finally we decided, you know, we waited, I think, like half an hour or some, something like that. We decided, you know, screw this, we're leaving. So we walked down the block, and there they are, stumbling down the street, all covered in blood. <laughs> and, um, right. you know, they, they probably, I'm assuming they went out to cop and got into a fight. They probably didn't have the money, or well, I don't know, whatever, what happened. But anyway, they were a big mess, and they were high, and... Um, they saying, oh, we went to the diner and the guys hit me or, you know, uh, you know, all that yeah. kind of, you know. And yeah. instead of saying, oh, oh, well, why don't you tell us about it? We'll go back and, you know, hang mm -hmm. out and you could tell us about it and stuff. You know, we we're just like so, I guess. Our, oh, we're so our, sorry that happened. It's terrible. Naive, you better get you some, know. you yeah. better get some rest. We can do this another time, you know. Don't so. you think you should call the doctor? Yeah, yeah we're just like, Maybe you know. get a Band-Aid? Yeah. Uh, she said, oh, so. it's okay, it's okay. We're yeah, don't worry about it. We'll Because they had blown us off a few times, and we finally... Yeah, they seemed unreliable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we finally got our <laughs> appointment with them, and then, you know, it didn't happen. So mm. then it was, what was it, literally maybe two weeks later? Nancy yeah. was murdered under the sink in the Chelsea, wow. and there was no 
interview. But wow. I think I did... I don't know whether I talked to him or maybe it was just another criminal when he was in jail because I was at Michelle Murderer's house. And I was sleeping oh. in his nightgown. I got to sleep in Sid's <laughs> nightgown. That, uh, Please have a picture of that. I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll take an artist but, rendering. <laughs> yeah, this girl who was, I guess, better friends with him was uh, talking to him you know, in prison, but mm -hmm. I think he wasn't there right then, so I got to talk to some other criminals. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so. So back to the book. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to push that hard. Stories. Yeah. There's some stories to document here, yeah. A lot. Um, and we also ask, um, what is your strange woman, women throwback? Um, who, what woman, what woman kind of inspired you or, or made you feel it was okay to kind of live the way you wanted to and do what you wanted? I think there's a lot. First, yeah. our mother, yeah. Yeah. who was a total rebel black sheep of her family. Mm -hmm. She was an artist and, you know, everybody else was like, you know, carpenters and, you know, worked at the Navy Yard. Brooklyn Navy Yard. You know, Straight and narrow street. jobs, and she was an artist, and so that was weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, she always encouraged us to do whatever we want, wanted, and you know. She was women's lib before she women's lib. She was, and yeah, and yeah, she she even came to our gigs, even though we were in a band called the Sick Fucks. Wow! And her students ratted us out because yeah. we didn't want her to know the name. But I think, was she, it Keith Herring or somebody who? Somebody. Somebody she, ratted us out. Because she, Keith Herring was a student of hers? He was in yeah. visual arts. I don't know if he was her student, but she knew him. And he and told on you guys. I, well, yes, I, I don't think he thought there was yeah. anything. Because she was the founder of the art therapy department at the School of Visual Arts. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, her students, you know, were kids, and they'd go to the clubs, and they saw us, and they, they told her the name of our band, and... You know, we were outed, but she was fine with it. I guess she thought it was funny. And yeah. She always just, you know, she named it Manic Panic. She came up with the name for the store, and she How did she come up with that name? Because she was... Um, she at, worked at Bronx Psychiatric before yeah, that. Yeah. And um, got discovered there, actually, for visual arts. But she said that the patients sometimes would go into a Manic Panic. So, she thought it was a great name, and when we the minute we heard it, we knew it was that was right. That was it. Mm -hmm. It's got to be manic panic. Yeah. So, um, who else on the scene would you say that you kind of kind of inspired you? I'm trying to think. Well, I would say Patty Smith and Debbie Harry and Joan Jett. Mm -hmm. They're great role models. How about before that, who in our lives was kind of, who did we think was fabulous? You were talking, you used to, used to perform the Supremes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. All, all the, the girl groups. All the, the Shangri-Las. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. We loved all the girl groups. The Exciters. Loved the yeah. Exciters. Oh, my God. But there's... We wanted to be them. Yeah. Yeah, and we watched... American Bandstand and learned all the dances, <laughs> not just the twist like the other kids. Yeah. yeah. We learned everything. 
and uh, our friend Cleo Rose, who was, um, we always think of her, she passed away, but we always think of her, she was this um, blonde bombshell actress in the, in the 50s and 60s, but she hated doing that. And she, she's in movies, you can see her here and there, and TV shows. And she and was like us, she grew up really poor, and just totally self-made woman, just unbelievable drive, and you know, never taking no for an answer, and never taking shit from, ev from anybody. And, and always talking to everybody exactly the same, like yeah. she would talk to, you know, she'd have the Prince of Monaco in the back of her van or something, and you know, she was just like yeah. this real character. Yeah, and she'd, always, she'd talk to her workmen and, and princes and princesses the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so she started out with nothing, maybe even less than us, uh, just this kind of Cockney girl, and ended up, you know, by the time she passed away, she had um, a castle in Umbria, um, <laughs> a chapel in Tunbridge Wells, apartments in Rome, a townhouse in London, the townhouse, and then the house, house on Capri, Capri. <laughs> and who knows what else, and, and priceless art. And she would just figure things out. She like learned about art and how to appraise it. Mm -hmm. and she'd be like bringing paintings back and forth, you know, to Christie's and Sotheby's, and mm -hmm. we'd help her. Yeah. Yeah, she'd and say, could you go to Sotheby's and pick up a package for me? Go, okay. So I'd go and, like, pick up this, like, antique painting and then bring it over to London with me. So we were probably off. smuggling art. Yeah. <laughs> smuggling art, hair color. Yes, yeah. international smugglers. Yeah. <laughs> this adds so little rainbow across yeah. the pond. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know what we were doing, but, you know. So what are your biggest yeah. regrets? Regrets. <laughs> Regrets. Sing. I don't know. I don't have that many. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I wish I could, like, find a, you know, eternal youth serum or whatever, you know, like, to look young for the rest of my life. I mean, we've made some mistakes, but nothing terrible. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, sometimes we misjudge people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're not um, so good at that. Mm -hmm. We you like know, sometimes trust. you bring we're too trusting. Bring yeah. someone in who, uh, <laughs> you know, steals from you, yeah. um, and not just you know physically. We had a guy who worked here, and we were working with this like celebrity-ish rocker girl who wanted to do her own hair color line. So we're working with her. So we put him on the project and let him handle it. And he's like, oh, well, nothing's happening with that, blah, blah, blah. Then he threw a hissy fit and quit. And then did the project with her, with our manufacturer and everything. He had our customer, okay. our manufacturer, and then took it. Right. Uh, but she's kind of, you know, she knew what was going on. So mm -hmm. her and her people are pretty slimy. Maybe they that makes in me house. sick. Oh, yeah. So there's a, you know, a, a die out there that... People oh, should stay yes. away from because only it's by manic everybody. Right. That's tainted. the real deal. <laughs> it is. Yeah. People will probably figure out who we're talking about too because yeah, you know, there aren't so. that many 
rocker chicks who have their own hair dye line. That makes me sick. Well, that's pretty it's shitty. Awful. Oh, I know, it's, it's really horrible, but yeah, we're so trusting, and... Um, so I guess I that's know. a regret, to, but then again, you think to yourself, do I really want to be, you know, suspicious every second, too? And Yeah, how do you live that be, way? Either, I guess they're both, like... Well, you, you can't even balance. go to lunch. That's right. You know, yeah, I know. That's your goal. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and people always think it's so funny. Our friends think, you know, they say, "Oh, you know, you, you've got such a great life. You just like, you know." I mean, they see us on Facebook and everything, and it looks yeah. so glamorous oh, you look so here happy and there. And everything. Oh, you look like yeah. you're having so much fun. And at times you are. Yeah. You know, you're having so much fun. Look at you. And mm -hmm. we're like. We haven't slept in three weeks. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know. When you said yeah. you had a ten-minute nap yesterday, yeah. I, I did. Lay down for ten minutes. Wow. We need to bring bunk beds. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for oh, taking the time. You're welcome. We are thank so you. honored. Thank you for doing what you do. Yeah. You're Keep welcome. doing it. Th keep on doing what you're doing. This yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you.